0: Hey, everyone, and welcome to The Webline, a podcast about Spider-Man and his amazing world. Here, we discuss all aspects of our favorite web slinger in a fun, informal, but informative forum. I am your humble host, the Spidey Librarian, and this week I'll be digging into another tier list. The subject of this fantastically fashionable tier list the many diverse designs and clever colorfulness of the many suits worn by those who have carried the marvelous mantle of Spider-Person. This will include not only the many costumes worn by Peter Parker, but also Miles Morales, Gwen Stacy, Ben Riley, and others. Strap in for another fun and informative episode of Critiques and Arachno-themed Threads. But... Before we do a daring dive into our timely topic, it's time to dish over the latest spiderific developments with our knockout news segment, The Bugle News Flash. All right, for our first news item, uh, Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse last uh, in this last week has hit the $600 million worldwide box office mark. I believe that makes it the highest performing animated film from Sony's, uh, is it Sony Animation? Uh, it's from that particular studio. Um If it makes it to 700000 it actually has a chance of outperforming a Sony Spider-Man live-action film, which I believe would be The Amazing Spider-Man 2. That's the one that makes the most sense anyways. So that's pretty cool news. Uh, It was briefly displaced at the top spot in the box office recently by The Flash, but it also came back the week afterwards and took the number one spot back from Flash after the Flash's box office just took a nosedive after that first week. It seemed that after that first week, there was that initial rush of Flash fans and then not much else afterwards. So really cool little situation for Across the Spider-Verse to be in. Marvel Spider-Man 2, there is going to be a hall H event at San Diego Comic-Con this year where they are going to apparently give out more information about the game. I am someone I I I go to cons every so often. We have a con here in Houston Comic Palooza. I haven't been in a few years because the price has really gone up and I've also been busy, but San Diego Comic Cons is kind of like one of those bucket list cons to go to. Like, I think I only want to go once because it's really big and really crowded and probably a nightmare to get along in. But it also, I mean, they have the coolest stuff. And so I'm really kind of excited to hear what information we're going to get from Insomniac that we haven't already gotten on Marvel's Spider-Man 2. It's just yet another reason that I, I want to get to Comic-Con eventually. I don't know when, I don't know how, but it will happen at some point. And uh, for anyone that doesn't already know, Comic-Con will be going on from July 20th to July 23rd this year, so it's an uh, about, about, about two weeks. So uh, Preloads for Spider-Man 2 are apparently going to start on October 13th. That is one full week before the game actually drops this is actually really good news because i know that many a game launch has been just torpedoed because people get the game they're really excited to play it especially on a, a console like the PlayStation 5 and then just suddenly they have to wait like one or two hours in order to download the files from the game this way we get the we we get the loading done there will be like I think a patch that you'll need in order to run the game on launch day. Hopefully that won't be anywhere near as big. And I I wasn't sure from reading the article if the preload is something that purchasers of the physical copy of the game will need. I know that the patch will definitely need to be installed by disc users the day of, but I don't know about the preload itself. Hopefully that will be the case. So that way disc users can also use it. I... Definitely want to know this because I am purchasing a physical copy of the game, but uh, still very exciting news, and hopefully that will make the launch go very smoothly for Marvel's Spider-Man 2. Only other piece of news that I really have is that earlier this week it was announced that Mary Jane Watson will be debuting as the superhero Jackpot in the near future in Marvel Comics. Okay, I want to talk a little bit about this because I I have feelings. First of all, Jackpot is a character that was introduced in the Brand New Day saga, which occurred directly after One More Day. And those of you who have been listening to this podcast for even a little while, you probably know my feelings about the story One More Day and what came afterwards. Jackpot was meant to to look like Mary Jane. It was an attractive woman, redhead. She was basically this, she had this costume that gave her power. She was well-trained, but it was not Mary Jane. And they really kind of made, I mean, just calling her jackpot is a riff off of Mary Jane because the first line she ever uttered when she saw Peter for the first time was, face it, Tiger, you just hit the jackpot. And so they were very much kind of teasing the, could this be Mary Jane? Could this not be Mary Jane? 15 years later and we now have Mary Jane officially becoming Jackpot and I'm not sure what to think about it. I had a quick look at the costume. I was eh, I mean it looks okay. I mean she's got these big kind of sunglasses. I don't know. She she just she really kind of just looks like like a rich person flaunting her stuff. Like I saw influences from Iron Man like in the color scheme and things like that. It did look pseudo you know, battle suit-ish. So we'll see what happens. But uh, yeah, like I kind of find it interesting that they're finally, they're making a callback to this throwback from the brand new day era. And so I'll be interested to uh, to see how that plays out in the comics. So we'll we'll see what happens. Hopefully it's good. I'm a little skeptical, but we'll see. I've been wrong before. It wouldn't be the first time. All right, and that's all the Spidey news for this week. Now, let's get ready for our feature segment The Tier List Rating the Various Spidey Suits and Costumes. Before we get started, let's go over a few housekeeping notes. These tier lists are created by me using the TierMaker software at TierMaker.com. Once I've completed these tier lists, I will put them out on my various social media where you're welcome to download a copy and follow along with me as I make my ratings. Uh, Please feel free to save your ratings and send them to my Discord server using the channel name Webline Tier List. If you enjoy these tier lists, also please rate them on TierMaker.com. I will also provide links to the segment's tier list in the show notes and the live stream description. To those of you present with me right now on the live stream, please feel free to give your opinions and assessments of the tier list, the suits on it, and where you would place them. I would ask that you keep your discussion civil and respectful, as I may refer and react to your comments during the live stream. And I'm looking at one right now from Wolf MCOC that says Paper paper Bag Mask Spider-Man S tier. (laughs) And that's on the list, actually. We will be getting to it. Finally, tier lists are very personal and people will have differing opinions as to which suit may belong where, I'm offering up this tier list not as the authoritative end-all-be-all of Spider-Man tier lists, but as an expression of my own opinions about these suits as a comic reader, a spider fan, and connoisseur of the wall crawler across many media. Please feel free to disagree with me, but please keep your disagreements civil and respectful. We are all spider fans here. And we should keep that in mind whenever we are expressing our views on this subject. With all that said, let's get into it and figure out which of these spectacular Spidey suits deserves which rating. I've assembled a listing of 30 suits and listed them semi-randomly. Selection criteria included a mishmash of the following. Appearances in multiple media, number of appearances in comics aesthetic appeal and overall consumer appeal. All right, so let's get into it. And we are gonna start with the classic, the red and blue, the, the, one that, the one that he keeps coming back to. Now you can argue that this design, that there are many variations within this design and you'd be right. Todd McFarlane has a very different version from the Steve Ditko classic that is actually pictured here in the live stream. And Eric Leishlin has a different take. Mark Bagley has a different take. The spiders may look different, things like that. Kind of grouping them all together for the purposes of this, the classic comic one. And I feel like that's fair because otherwise we're going to get into 50 variations of one suit and I just don't want to do that. I do kind of want to keep this podcast at about between like maybe 1 and 2 hours, which I know sometimes I haven't done a very good job of. But we're going to go ahead and take the oh, hold on a second here. I am looking at the wrong page because that is just what I do. So we're going to go ahead and take the classic here. We're going to we're going to just start it off in the in the in the C tier. Oh, right. I have five. No, I have six tiers this time. I think during the previous tier list, I only had five. So if S is for iconic. Uh, the A tier is for amazing. B tier is for excellent. Uh, C tier is for memorable, which is, Hey, it's fine. It's don't worry about it. There's nothing wrong with this suit at all. D is kind of meh and then f is just ugh what were you thinking so those are my ratings and let's just uh let's just talk about the classic blue and red here so the classic is the one that the fans always kind of get hungry for whenever a new suit comes along i think the longest that held it out was the symbiote suit uh i think he wore that for like three or four years before finally we got the Venom story, he had to give it up. But he always ends up coming back to this one. This is the this is the look that fans like to see when they think of Spider-Man. And this is just frankly the look that has defined Peter Parker's Spider-Man over the many decades of his you know his career in media as a superhero. And I think for that reason alone, This just deserves S tier. This is iconic. This is the suit that defines Spider-Man. And I think in a lot of ways, um, it's the suit that will, it's the suit design that will always live on no matter, you know, no no matter, no matter what may come. As long as Peter is around, that suit design is going to be around. All right. So the next suit is going to be the symbiote suit, give me one moment here. There we go. For those of you in the live stream, you can actually see me uh, panning over to the different suits so that you see a larger version than what is on the tier list. I had someone request that recently. They basically said, hey, we like your tier lists, but could you maybe make the, what you're putting on the tier lists a little bit bigger so that way we can see them better. So that's what I'm doing here. Uh, for those of you listening um, audio, uh, I I think at this point you're gonna just have to refer to the tier lists themselves. But if you can think of a way that I can make the 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 larger images for you while you're listening to the podcast, uh, please feel free to chime in. All right, the symbiote suit. Wow. okay, the symbiote suit. Let's just let's just get it up here. The symbiote suit has such a storied history. Spider-Man found it on what is it, Battle World during the Marvel Secret Wars comic event, which I think took place in 1983 or 1984. And that event was basically an excuse to just get all the superheroes together on one side, all the supervillains together on one side, and let them fight it out. It was uh it was fun. I remember I, I was a kid when that That storyline came out, and I I wasn't reading the comics at the time, but I saw lots of toys. I saw lots of toys and thought it was really cool. And it was on this planet that Spider-Man got his black costume. And so the costume, which ended up being a living costume, it could kind of change his clothes at will, um, but it was slowly bonding with him. And, of course, the symbiote suit, after Peter rejected him, bonded with Eddie Brock and became Venom. Wow. (laughs) Wow. Uh, This suit has, again, a really storied history. It is just intertwined with Peter's past as Spider-Man, and it's a really cool black look. He's also got a cloth version of the black suit that he has occasionally donned. And whenever he puts that thing on, you know that Peter the Nice Guy is no longer around. Peter means business. Peter threatened to kill the kingpin when he put on the black suit and this was not the symbiote suit. Lots of symbolism for this suit, lots of emotion tied to it. And so for that reason, I mean we've we've just got two bangers right out the door. I think that the symbiote suit is iconic. It is not quite as big a part of Spider-Man as the red and blue classic, but oh my word is it important it's it's just so much of a big chunk of his life I don't see how it can be anything other than s tier all right for number three we are looking at not necessarily the first miles Morales suit because technically that was a uh that was a spider-man costume that he found um you know that he found in a shop and was wearing right after a, Right when he was fighting crime, right after Peter Parker's death. Um, but uh, we're we're talking about the the first kind of like Miles costume, the, the 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 black with the red webbing and the kind of red V down the down the chest with the red spider. And I'm just gonna say that this is a really. I mean, you know, you would think that the idea of taking the red and black that is predominant on Peter's costume and then just inverting them. You would think on paper that would just be an easy thing to do and that it wouldn't look nearly as good as it ends up looking. But this is a really good riff on a Spider-Man that is very clearly not the original Spider-Man, but someone who is just, like, he is very much... Uh, borrowing from the mantle he is doing the things that spider-man does he is every bit as much spider-man as the classic spider-man is and it is a very sleek look it is very you know it's 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 less busy than peter's classic costume and i really enjoy it miles has only been around for about i think 12 years at this point man he's been around 12 years that uh, does I love how far this character has come in so short a time. And it does help that Peter is around as a reference. So, um, but this look is one that they keep coming back to or some slight variation on it that I think really works. And I think for that reason, we're going to go ahead and put Miles as our first A-tier amazing costume. And I believe we will come back to Miles at least one other time during this episode. Okay. For number four, we have, I think this will be a fan favorite for quite a few of you. We have the classic Miguel O'Hara Spider-Man 2099. I remember when this came out in the early, nin- or early to mid nineties, I believe. And it was very, it was very nineties. It was dark and it was You know, you've got that, you've got that kind of ripped webbing cape behind him and the blues are so dark and predominant and it's a skull spider. And, you know, it was, it was very like, wow, let's see what they do with this guy. And so I remember reading part of Spider-Man 2099 and I remember liking it quite a bit, but then he just kind of disappeared And I know I stopped reading the comic before he disappeared. I think I was just, I was a kid. I couldn't, I couldn't afford to buy a lot of comic books. So I stuck with the amazing Spider-Man and the X-Men and stuff like that. So he kind of fell off the radar, but then he actually did fall off the radar. And then in superior Spider-Man, what, I think number 18, he shows up again. And I remember seeing the cover for Amazing or for Superior Spider-Man that had Spider-Man 2099 on it. And I got so giddy. I, I started like, oh, he's coming back, you know, and I read it and I loved it. And I was like, oh, and he looks so good. And those dark blues are so awesome. And, the, you know, so I like the character's personality. He's a little bit more of a like he's, he's, he's kind of a lot more of a snarky jerk than Peter Parker is, but that's okay. You know, he still keeps it humorous. Um, as I've had some time to kind of really digest the, the look of the original, uh, Spider-Man 2099, um, I'm a, I'm a little struck by like, I, I I think kind of like the classic Spider-Man, like, I don't think the dark blue was intended to be there. I think it was probably intended to be all black, but it's not. Uh, I'm kind of glad that it isn't because, one, I think it would have wrecked Miles's vibe a little bit. But I also think that the dark blue has its own kind of distinctiveness. I don't really know that I would consider it a classic design in terms of of the comic book's. Um, in terms of like how some of the other suits may look and, and things like that, it is still really good though. And so I think for that reason, we're going to go ahead and put Miguel in Miguel's classic suit in the B tier. Uh, it is still an excellent suit and I love it. Um, I do feel that miles of design is a bit more iconic in terms of being a classic. And of course the S tier, you hopefully you guys understood why I chose the S tier. Alright. Next one. See, we are definitely not doing all Peter Parker here. Some of you guys at first glance might think this is Peter Parker, but it's not. It's Ben Riley. Uh the thing that I really liked about Ben Riley's costume, his 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 non scarlet spider costume, is that he his his Spider Man design is very close in look in overall look to the to the classic it's also got enough differences we've got the we've got the extended spider legs we have uh we have a little bit more segmentation between the red and the blue uh like we've got we've got separation of the arms at the uh, at the shoulders um in in terms of the red webbing design um, He's even got like a tiny little bit of blue on the uh, on the top of his hand. And so the, the top of his palms. And so I think this is a really smart way to kind of go. This guy is still Spider-Man. He is. You could even you if you were to mistake him for the actual Spider-Man, you would be forgiven because this guy is a clone. And so I think they're the way they kind of went around cloning the design, with with some minor variations of the classic, uh, makes this a very strong contender uh, for the S tier on its own in its own right. However, while this was a an excellent design, and it it definitely was uh reminiscent of the classic one i also think that we have not really seen enough of it throughout the um throughout the years like it was and it, and 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 again it's also the the idea that this design is a little bit busier than the classic design which i feel uh detracts from it just a little bit a little bit so i think at this point uh I think that Ben Reilly's costume goes up in the amazing tier along with Miles Morales. All right. Now I think in the game the suit that I am showing right now I call it the PS4 suit because <laughs> because that's what it is to me. Um as you guys know Marvel Spider-Man it was a PlayStation 4 exclusive for i think like three years three four years i i can't remember anyways um until it was remastered and then released on pc where the modding community was just like okay i'm gonna put in every single suit that i ever wanted and let me tell you that's pretty cool but when 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 we first got the suit design for the spider-man playstation 4 game I was kind of blown away by it. I was kind of like, wow, I didn't think I would like seeing like a big white spider on, on Peter's chest. And, you know, like there was, there was a, there's a lot more blue in this, particularly on the legs. There's almost none of the, the, the red on black webbing design. And so, um, but it looks very sleek. It looks very modern. And I think that it, is just a design that really works. Now, I'm not going to go so far as to say this is an S-tier iconic design. I do think it is an excellent design. I also think that the game has only been around for a few years, and as popular as it is, I would say that this, while it's uh, probably every bit as amazing as Miles and Ben Riley's suit, um, I think it needs. we're going to need a little more time to see just how much audiences really kind of come to thinking of this particular suit as you know as 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 a as a classic Spider-Man suit. And I think for that reason the Spider-Man PS4 suit deserves a strong placing in the A tier. Moving along we are going to go to our seventh design and this one is Gwen Stacy, or Spider-Gwen, as a lot of people like to call her. Spider-Gwen debuted, I believe, in 2014 during the Edge of Spider-Verse comics and very quickly became a popular character. It really was kind of lightning in a bottle, and I think from the very get-go, people were excited about this character. And I think a very strong part of that was her costume design. We hadn't seen many Spider Heroes with hoodies, I think, at that point. We might have seen one or two with Miles. I I, I can't quite be certain there. But the white hoodie with the kind of the, the red or dark maroon on really light blue webbing design, I think, was real. That was just instantly memorable in the comic readers consciousness, people saw this and they were like, wow, that's cool. I want to know more about this character. She still ma- manages to maintain an overall spider person look. We've we've got the we've got the eyes and w- what looks like I want to say it's kind of like a spray painted uh bordering around the eyes. I don't know that that's the case, but it does kind of lend that look. And I don't know if you guys have ever noticed this, but if you take the black parts of. Gwen's design, it's like, it's one big wraparound spider, like around her entire body. And I didn't know that until I, I think I was just like, I think I was just looking at it one day, like looking at the suit itself. And I kind of noticed that like it, it's, you know, at first it's just like, eh, it's just some cool angles. It's really not. It if you take a look from like front to back and everywhere, it's like it's one big spider, and that was really cool. Then you then you get like the the, the ballet shoes, which is just another kind of accent on a character who, you know, it 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 says a lot about her. It says a lot about um, how she moves and and how she how she carries herself when she is being Spider Woman. This design is so good that I think, what, nearly a decade later, she has still got just this design. I can only think of one other design that this character has had that has been anywhere near significant enough to comment on. We'll get to it later. But this design, this character was so immediately popular and has continued to resonate with the fans. Costume is part of the look. And for that reason, I believe Spider-Gwen goes into Iconic along with the classic and with the symbiote. I know some people may not agree with me there, and I will cop that I, I do like this character quite a bit, but I also like Spider-Man 2099. I also like Miles. Um, I mean, I didn't really, I wasn't really reading when Ben Reilly was, was a big part of the comics, but... I mean, Ben Ronley still scored an A, amazing. I still think his costume design was excellent. So, all right, moving on. Number eight is the Iron Spider costume. Now, when I say the Iron Spider costume, I am referring to the Iron Spider from the comic books and not the MCU Iron Spider that Tom Holland portrayed In Avengers Infinity War and Endgame, and also in Spider Man Far From Home. And uh, I believe part of No Way Home. Anyways, (sighs) okay. So this is one of those suits that I have mixed feelings about. It's a good design. It really is. It's very, like, the first time I saw it in the comics, I was like, wow, that's a cool way to kind of blend elements of Spider-Man along with elements of Iron Man and really kind of make them work together for something that still works for Peter. Um, And then out came the extra arms, and I'm like, whoa, okay, that's really cool, but it's also kind of creepy. (laughs) And so... um, it's a nice design. It's 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 a mostly red with plenty of kind of gold I don't want to call it plating but certainly accents that forms like one big uh spider on Peter's chest. The uh the eye plates are also golden. Um even the even even the the arms, the extra arms are also gold. So it really does work in terms of giving a different accent to Spider-Man. Uh, again, I also feel like, again, as cool as the arms are, I feel like it's kind of Doc Ox thing, makes them look a little creepy. I'm not saying Spider-Man shouldn't have them because I do think that he can make use of them when he needs to. And it does help with the whole, you know, I'm a spider. I have eight limbs kind of, I I get it. I get it. It's, it's fine. Um, but like, I don't know, sometimes I just, I find myself getting a little creeped out by them and I don't normally go to Spider-Man for, for like you know, chills and, and tingles here. So um for that reason, that's gonna that's gonna pull the design down a little bit for me. Um I would say th- that it goes up from um memorable and to the uh to the excellent tier with uh <laughs> with Spider-Man 2099. All right, moving along to another one we have a personal favorite of mine. We have the Superior Spider Man suit. This suit was designed by Otto Octavius after he took over uh, Peter's body and basically became Spider Man for a short time. And while he was Spider Man, Doc Ock did a really good job of one showing the kind of Spider Man that you could have if it weren't always Peter Parker. He did a lot of things that I don't think Peter ever would have thought to do. Um, He created an app for prioritizing crimes and whether or not he needed to go after them, which was really cool. He made the very interesting and and I would say pretty brave decision to actually just like tell Mary Jane, I'm sorry, I can't have you in my life. Not the way that you might want to be simply because I need to do this. Something that Peter never had the ability to do, and he says as much. Doc Ock made a bunch of spider drones. That was really cool. Um, and he made some changes to Spider-Man's costume, and I really like them. I, I like the elevation of the eye lenses, like they they're they're visibly kind of like just elevated to show that th- there's more than one dimension going on here. Um, he puts a, like the blue he just stripped out of the costume completely, and then there's a lot more emphasis on the on the on the black parts of the costume. He extended out the spider legs. It's a good design. It's a good design. I don't know that it's necessarily a classic Spider-Man design. It is definitely worthy of the era in which it was run, and I would say for that reason, the Superior Spider-Man costume. Uh, deserves a place in the excellent column in the B tier. We're nearly a third of the way through this tier list, and I'm sure you guys have noticed there are there is not really anything at C tier or below. I can't help it. There's a lot of really well-made Spider-Man costumes. Now I do res- I do reserve the right to kind of reorder these if I think. And does it is this one really better than that one? But at least for the moment, I'm seeing a whole lot of really good stuff. And I'm just like, this this is cool. This is really nice. So, all right. Up next, we've got another one for Ben Riley here. We have got the classic Scarlet Spider costume. Now, I know this one is a favorite for a lot of Spider fans because a lot of people started reading the comics when Ben Riley started going around as the Scarlet Spider. Um, it was around the time that that he uh, eventually replaced Spider-Man as the Scar or uh, as Spider-Man as he, he replaced Peter as Spider-Man. There we go. And, uh, that, you know, this is a really, really interesting and cool design. It's 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 very stunning in its simplicity. Because he just, he, he's essentially got like a maroon bodysuit. He's got the, he's got the white kind of eye patches. And then he's got this gray hoodie with like a diagonal spider across the chest. And it's just like, it's really cool. You know, <laughs> it is, it is quite possibly the original like spider person who, who wore a hoodie. And I, I really like it. It's a, it's a great design. Um, I do think that this design, as far as Scarlet Spiders go, is definitely up there. I also believe that while it's not a, you know, quote-unquote spider person design, it is still a really good design that a lot of Spider fans are a big fan of. And I think for that reason, it deserves a strong placement in the A-tier Amazing. So there we go. Got a couple people joining us in the chat. I do see that Tonga's is over here over on Twitch. How are you doing? Let me just go ahead and give out some thank you thwips to everyone who has shown up in the chat, both on my YouTube and on Twitch today. I just want to say hello to Martinez, Wolf, Gerald Evangelista. And I believe that's everyone. Yes, it is. Is okay. Oh, and and YT user. So welcome to you guys. I appreciate you hanging out with me while we do the podcast today. And we are gonna move on to number eleven. And speaking of scarlet spiders, I'm not gonna lie, guys. I really like the design of this spider suit. The the Kane Parker. I know Kane didn't design it. It was actually designed by Peter, and Kane just decided, "I'm taking this spider suit. I'm leaving town. I, I hope you don't mind. I took one of your spider suits." And Peter was like, "Yeah, I do mind." And Kane was like, "Well, too bad. I took it. I'm leaving." Um, and it's it's this design here. It's primarily red, and uh, even even the uh, even the eyes are red, and then with some very stark black accents, both on the on the headpiece, the shoulders. The black spider, of course, and then on the fingers of the, um, what would I suppose be the glove there? So, yeah, this is, uh, this is a really cool design. It is like very simple and very sleek, and I personally love it. Um, and so I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty sure my biases are gonna come in here, and that's okay because this is my tier list, so. But Kane. Uh, again, my biases are going to come in here. Kane fled to Houston, Texas, which is where I live. And he had a comic that ran for, I think, almost two years where he was essentially Houston's Spider-Man. And there were all kinds of jokes. We had a Mayor Parker at the time, which got a a small joke during one of the issues. Um, He is seen in a lot of Houston locations. He's at the Houston Rodeo. Um, He's in the underground tunnels and in the, what is it? The, the, the river Oaks district really great. It was him trying to differentiate himself from Peter while also trying to still kind of carve out like a good kind of superhero life for himself. And he was doing okay. And then eventually they canceled it and I will never forget them for that. I really should do an episode of my top 10 Spider-Man, like things that I'm angry about, or I don't know. Spider-Man regrets. Spider-Man rages. I don't know um, if anyone can get on that and come up with a good title for it because I've, I've I've got some I've got some issues with with Spider-Man in general. So I uh, you know I, I I think I think that could be entertaining. You you guys could see me uh, quote unquote rage for a little bit. <laughs> so, anyways, Kane Parker loved his comic. Love this suit. I and love this suit. This suit, to me, is iconic. It is up there with the classic. It is up there with the symbiote, the Spider-Gwen. I, I love that suit. It is. I, I've, I have worn that suit to cons. Um, I love it. It goes into the S tier. I will not be accepting criticisms <laughs> right now. <laughs> and with that, we are going to number 12. Okay. All right. So number 12 is the Future Foundation suit. This was a suit that the Fantastic Four had made for Peter shortly after he temporarily filled in for the Human Torch. The Human Torch died at one point in the Fantastic Four's comic book history. And he he didn't stay dead because no one stays dead in the comics. But they did kind of make it a big enough event that essentially they wanted to uh, to have someone else fill Johnny's kind of roster spot on the team. So they chose Peter and they gave him this design that was reminiscent of the design that the Fantastic Four and others, part of their future foundation, were wearing at the time. And so it's primarily white with a lot of black accents to it. There's black paneling going up the sides. There is uh the spider on the chest has very elongated and very angular, like there's a lot of kind of angular, uh, there's a lot of angles um to the to the to the legs of the spider and wraps around. It's a good look. It's not bad at all. Um it's it's a very nice kind of hay. I'm on this team right now, kind of look. And I think it's I, I, I think it's overall a nice one to have in Spidey's repertoire. However, <laughs> um it never quite rose to the level of, say, like the superior Spider-Man's suit in terms of like overall iconic design. And I think it I mean, again, it's a good design. I think it's it's not meh. Um, I think it's a memorable design. I just don't think it's quite as special as some of the other suits that we have seen on this podcast today. And for that reason, I'm going to go ahead and put the Future Foundation suit in the C tier as our first memorable Spidey suit. All right. Number 13. Unlucky 13 here. We have... Peter's Ends of the Earth suit. I believe this is also like I think it's like appropriately known as the Spider-Armor Mark 3. And this was a suit that Peter ki- kind of created at Horizon Labs, I believe, for himself because he needed to take on the Sinister Six. So he upgraded his suit with a lot of I I would I would say a lot of Iron Man style kind of uh trappings. Uh he didn't give himself repulsors or anything like that. But he did go ahead and give it a lot of kind of analytical software and a lot of stuff that would allow him to kind of see the weaknesses in his opponents. And so he used that suit and then he called on the Avengers and basically said, hey, I need your help because Doc Ock is trying to pull the wool over the entire world. And the, the PR campaign at the time was on Doc Ock's side. Everybody thought Spider-Man was just being nuts. They're like, "Uh, yeah, no, he looks like he's actually trying to help the world before he dies. And Peter's like, I don't want to hear it. I've been fighting this guy for my entire career. I don't believe that, you know, that, you know, octopuses can change their tentacles, I, I guess, you know. And so... Uh, so he made this design. It gives him a little bit more protection in case he gets hit because he's got like the the shoulder pauldrons and that that helmet looks like it's a bit more mechanized. Aside from the spider on it, though, I just don't feel like it looks very like if you took that away. You could you could have the red hood here as far as I'm concerned, you know. Um, this I mean, I, I like this suit. I don't I don't think it's a bad design. But I do think it's just kind of like, you know, this this was just an attempt to this. It was an excuse to to create another suit for Spider-Man, basically. And 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 while it had its narrative uses and everything, um, I think we've only seen it during that one storyline. I don't think it has really done a lot to kind of punch its way into the Spider-Man the Spider-Man collective unconsciousness, as you will, I feel I feel like the Future Foundation has done more. And again, as much as I do like this suit, I'm also kind of meh toward it. So um, I'm going to put this, the Ends of the Earth suit. It's going to be our first D-tier suit. It's meh. It's not terrible. It's just kind of meh. I mean, I'll accept it, you know? <laughs> so, all right. We're going to move on. 2 number 14. Now, we've got the we we've got we've got what I think a lot of you guys will also consider a semi-classic suit here. We've got the bombastic bagman, and I I have looked up this suit. That is its proper name. That is how people refer to it. And the bombastic bagman is widely considered Spider-Man's most humiliating suit. And I believe it occurred in the aftermath of Spider-Man. I think he went to the Fantastic Four. He got them to remove the Venom symbiote or the symbiote that would eventually become Venom. Um, He got them to remove it. And then he's like, ah, don't look at my face. Don't look at my face. I don't want you to know who I am. And so (laughs) the Human Torch was like, I got you. I got your back, Spidey. I, I got you so good here. And he did get him good. So he goes and he gives Spider-Man an extra Fantastic 4 uniform and then to cover his face he gives him a gro- he gives him a paper grocery bag and oh my god I I just I cannot get over how hilarious this costume is. Um this costume is just like it is very emblematic of the Parker luck how Peter sometimes just cannot catch a break. And, you know, you would think the human torch who he's, you know, he's friends with would be like, Oh, here, let me, you know, let me, let me find something for you. Let me see if we can whip something up. Maybe Reed can whip up like, you know, a headpiece for you really quickly. No, 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 no. The human torch just went, gave him a paper bag and said, go ahead and wear this. And on top of all of that, you guys cannot see this in the illustration that I have, but, on the back, the human torch slapped a kick me sign on that, on that outfit. And, 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 and so like, again, this costume, I think has only made, you know, like one or two appearances. And then like, I mean, like in Spider-Verse, you see it and, but it's a popular design for like, when people say suits, like give us Bagman, we want Bagman. I get it. I get it. It is Frickin' hilarious, and I love it. Um, it is in many ways, even though it is not a Spider-Man look, it is still very much a a Spider-Man suit, a Peter Parker suit, if you will. And for that reason, it's not getting S tier. I'm sorry to say, but it's pretty close. It's up there. It's up there with the amazing stuff. Like this is one look that, as brief as it was, people have not forgotten this look. It keeps coming up as, ah yeah, let's let's see him in let's see that look in this game. He's I mean, he's this look is a two-star character from Marvel Puzzle Quest. I mean, you know he's a I know I know this suit has been a skin in several different games that have featured Spider-Man. This look is as close to iconic as you can get without actually being iconic, and therefore it deserves its very firm place in the A tier as an amazing Spidey suit. All right, we are halfway through the list, and uh, with our halfway, I've got a very special rating here for you guys. Take a look at this. We've got the Tobey Maguire, the, I, I basically called this the Maguire, essentially, the Maguire classic, I think I called it. This is the this is the Spider-Man suit from Spider-Man, uh, Spider-Man 2 and Spider-Man 3. And again, there may have been some very slight design changes, and I mean very slight, between those three movies. I don't care. Like, I'm, I'm kind of grouping them all under one umbrella here, and I think this is a great suit. This suit is one of the... This suit design is one of the reasons that the Spider-Man movie was as successful because it hews so closely to the comic book, um, to the to the classic comic book design, without still being the classic comic book design. That people loved it. Like and 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 I really feel like at the time that that movie was made, this was. This was about as Spider-Man as you could get. I think by the time we got like homecoming and stuff like that, where they were starting to do like the the eyepieces moving and everything. Well that yes, that happened in the comic books, but that was more of an artistic choice rather than a function of what the suit could actually do. It was like, ah, I got water or something in my eye and I'm squinting. And so so the illustrator would make that choice, like to 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 squint through the mask, but it wasn't like the mask could actually do that. The masks was sti- the masks were still cloth. You know? And so I feel like the Maguire design here, the Raimi, the Maguire, whatever you want to call it, um, it, it hews to the to the comic book in such a way that people are just like, yes, this is great. This is perfect. This is what I want. This was Spider-Man at the time. I, I, I just, I just don't know what else to say. I love this design. It is, they, they took the comic book design. They put a very kind of cinematic spin on it. They raised the webbing. Okay. They, they, they raise the web lines on the, on the costume, which I don't think is in the classic. I don't care. It puts its own stamp on it and it looks good. It looks great. And for that reason, I think this, I think this suit got so much love and so much adoration from moviegoers that I feel like this suit is just as iconic as the classic. Um they took the classic and basically were like here's your movie version and people were like yes and I was one of those people and so I believe that the McGuire classic suit goes into the S tier as an iconic spidey suit all right next up we have the garfield classic let me go ahead and move that over okay all right (sighs) okay the garfield so it's hard for me to talk about this suit without talking about my feelings for the andrew garfield franchise of movies as a whole the first installment I thought was, it was fine. It wasn't like, oh my God, amazing, but it was fine. It was a serviceable Spider-Man origin story. And then, you know, um, his, his conflict with the lizard. I I, I thought them choosing the lizard was a pretty bold choice and I actually really liked it. I didn't care that much for the lizard himself, but whatever. But the costume, oh man, Uh, I'll admit I'm not crazy about it. This first costume was an attempt to, I don't know, like the, the, the gold, like the, the the golden eye uh, plates. I, I just, I never cared for them. It made him look kind of creepy and almost kind of alien. And then we've got the, uh, we've got kind of like the split red and blues kind of throughout. The spider suit here. I feel like they were trying to really combine the idea of like, I don't know, it just feels for some reason, I think racing suit, although I don't think race car drivers really dress in these kinds. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm misremembering, but they were trying to evoke some kind of a, like a sports athlete, athletic suit that I just don't feel really kind of ended up working as as a good Spider-Man. Like they, they do take elements from the classic design, but I, I feel like they're, they were trying so hard to like be distinctive and be modern that I, I feel like they just made choices that did not really end up working for me. Cause there were, there were just times when I was watching this and I was going, why does he, why do they make him look like this? You know? And so uh YT user has said the gold is like green goblins lenses and you're not wrong actually. There are some designs where the gold uh, over the eyes works. the 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 Iron Man, the Iron Spider costume from the comics, that really works because it, it has a lot of other things that it's going with that that help make it work and stand out. Um, in in a you know in in terms of aesthetics, this one I just felt I just felt underwhelmed by it. I just felt kind of like, eh, like you you you're trying too hard here and and so as i i love andrew garfield as a spider-man actor by the way i i just want to say um i i pretty much love all of the spider-man actors but i don't think they did him any favors with this design and so unfortunately this is the first f-tier costume where i kind of look at it and i'm just like ugh you, you, you're trying too hard. You guys tried too hard and therefore not crazy about it. So yeah, God, that felt bad. But number 16 here is Andrew. The it, It's the Garfield. Let's see the Garfield classic or the Garfield original, I think is what I called this one. This one is the Garfield classic because to me this is the classic. This is the one from Spider-Man 2. And they learned their lesson in Spider-Man 2 at least from a design perspective. Narratively they they did not, but you know, like and and and, and honestly, I think that's my biggest issue with the with the Garfield Spider-Man franchise. They do great in some areas and then smack it down in the others. And it it just seems to flip with the movies, and that is that just makes for a confusing experience. But this costume, I love this costume. This costume basically it almost looks like a Mark Bagley version of Spider-Man come to life. It's very much kind of like it evokes the Peter Parker from Ultimate Spider-Man's costume, very much so. And I really like it. The ultimate comics, the movies. Like pretty much all Marvel movies, owe a whole lot to the uh, Ultimate Marvel comics. Particularly when we're talking about Spider-Man here, so much of the desi- so many of the design choices that they ended up making in the movies, some of the narrative choices, th- a lot of them came from the Ultimate comics. And I think that going with this kind of Bagley-esque looking, you know, riff on the classic costume. This works, this works very well. And I really liked it. Um, I, 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 I like the, I like the, like, there's a lot more kind of webbing on it, which I think is, th- that's a choice that, a you know, different artists make different producers, different designers make at different times. And one of the things that I like when you've got a whole bunch of web lining on Spider-Man's costume, that's not easy to keep cohesive. And they did an excellent job of keeping all that web lining like this. I'm, I'm someone who has drawn the web lining on my own Spider-Man renditions, and that is just not easy to do. Like the the kind of wide uh, web designing that you can see like on the, uh, excuse me, on the uh, compression shirt that I'm wearing right now is unbelievable like that that's that's very wide and that's very easy to kind of connect in a way that just kind of makes it work with a whole lot of web lines to connect oh that's tough so a good artist can make it look amazing and whoever did this costume for Andrew Garfield definitely did that and i do feel like this costume I mean, they they went from an F tier in the first movie all the way up to an A tier. Amazing for me um, in the second movie, which just, to me, shows how good the, the web movies could have been and weren't. Um, and it also just kind of highlights the kind of, you know, Sony is just kind of all over the place when it comes to Spider-Man. And that's not always a good thing. That's not always a good thing. All right. So for number 17, we're going to go back to the comics here and we're going to do one of the more recent designs here. This is Spider-Man's streaming suit. This is an interesting one because I really do feel I, I, I really like this one, actually. Um, It's basically a suit that I guess I guess they took a page out of or I guess they took a page out of Screwball's book. And they just put a lot of gear in the in the costume that allows him to stream. He's got like multiple cameras on him uh, so that presumably you can see things from like uh, his perspective. While he's superheroing and it it's it's very bold, it looks very different in terms of color. We've got some of the dark blue, but I would argue that that takes a slight kind of turn into turquoise, even though it's very dark. And then we've got uh, essentially kind of a light gray or maybe white, white. I don't know. It seems a little darker than white with, uh, with, some, with some gold highlights, essentially. It's not bad. Like, I, I like it. I like the boldness of the design. And I do think that it is a fun alternative to uh, a lot of the other costumes that we have seen up here. Uh, I don't think it's particularly a classic costume design. I think it's fun. I think it could be a lot of fun to uh to 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 use whenever Spider-Man like if he needs to stream uh his superheroics, he can do that. Um and uh again, this the this suit has kind of appeared in the comics and then kind of just kind of disappeared. And so I just uh I feel like this one is definitely not a uh, iconic or amazing. I wouldn't even say it's excellent, but it's it's better than meh. I definitely think it's memorable. And so for that reason, I think it goes into the C tier as a memorable Spidey suit. All right. Number 19. This one, this, this one I'm going to say, this is where my biases are showing. This one, I think I have only seen in the... PS4 Spider-Man game. And also I think you see it very briefly in the comics after Mr. Negative like touches Spider-Man. Uh, it's, it's the, it's, it's the negative suit that that that's what I'm going to call it. I, I think that's what I named it. Um, when I was just naming the suits for, for file name purposes and yeah, I like this suit actually. It, it takes the, it takes the blue And makes it white kind of an electric white and then it takes the red and makes it all black except for the black spider which remains the same and has a little bit of again i feel like kind of an electric blue uh coming off of it um it's it's a really cool inversion of the classic design that i think makes you take a look at you know you're you're looking at spider-man as if he's on like a, a photo negative um I think it works really well actually and uh, I've even got a uh, I've even got a compression shirt that is very closely patterned after this design so I really do I really do enjoy this design and think it's a lot of fun now um, I don't know that it is a classic design but it is definitely a design I really enjoyed playing uh is it up there with the regular ps4 suit no it is not however I do think I do feel comfortable playing I do feel comfortable placing it alongside the superior Spider-Man suit, the Iron Spider comic suit, and the Spider-Man 2099 classic suit. I think it is as good and uh, as fun a representation of Spider-Man as any of those other suits are. And so for that reason, it goes into the B tier as an excellent Spidey suit. Okay, a lot of modern movie fans are going to like this one. We have got what I am calling the Holland Classic. Okay, <laughs> so uh, Tom frickin' Holland, all right? Kevin frickin' Feige, the MC frickin' U. Do you guys know how many designs there are for Spider-Man in the MCU? At my at my most recent count, I think there are eight. I believe there are eight different suits. I was not gonna put all eight of Tom Holland's Spidey suits in here. However, I just want you guys to know, there is no reason that this needs to be the only Spider-Man tier list that deals with Spidey suits. So if you guys would like to see more of these, I've only chosen 30 suits. There are probably hundreds that we could enter into an S tier and or into a tier list and 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 rate. So if you guys want to see more of that, particularly if you want to see more of Tom Holland suits, let me know that you would like to see another tier list episode focusing on the suits and we can do that. All right. So the Tom Holland suit, the classic one, the one, the, the Stark enhanced Spider-Man suit, as I believe it is called in the handheld game, Marvel contest of champions. This is a great suit. And I'm going to go ahead and qualify that because I feel like this is exactly the kind of suit that Spider-Man in the MCU needed. Um, it takes a lot of... It, it It takes kind of the basic design of the classic suit. And then it basically puts Tony Stark's stamp on it. He texts it up a little bit. He throws in a few segmented angles on the suit. He puts in a kind of what I like to call kind of a fat tech spider. And it looks great. And the eyelids move. So cool. Very cool. This is exactly the kind of suit that a teenager who stumbled into some spider powers would love to get from a sponsor like Tony Stark. Tony Stark very clearly saw his homemade design and is like, "Yeah, you need a you need an upgrade, head to toe, top to bottom, you know." And so this this is his design and of course Tony Stark has a little bit of experience designing suits. And so what we end up getting from Tony Stark or Kevin Feige or whoever you want to credit with the design for this suit is we get a suit that has plenty of nods to the classic suit which you definitely want in your in your MCU Spidey's initial appearance but there's enough differentiation from it that you're like ah okay so this is this is Spider-Man in this particular movie universe, you know. And I and I think that is definitely worth noting. Aesthetically, this is a great design. I love it. I think it's great. I wouldn't say it's up there with the classic though. I would say that it is definitely up there in the A tier though as an amazing spider suit. And I don't really feel like I can rate this suit without rating the one that came right before it actually. Um, this is technically the first suit that you see in the MCU for Spider-Man. <clears throat> it's Tom Holland's Peter's homemade suit, and I remember looking at that suit. I, I I have recreated that suit and I've worn it to cons. And this suit, to me, I mean, look look at the gloves, guys. Look at the gloves that I am wearing for. Podcast users, I'm sorry, you, you can't see it right now. You may have to go and check out the live stream if you want to see me flash my 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 Spidey gloves. Um, I made these gloves because of that suit. And I remember looking at it and going, if I am a 14, 15-year-old teenager who has no money, who is just trying to put something, just trying to cobble something together, to kind of conceal my identity as a superhero and still kind of, you know, put some kind of a theme to it. This is probably the costume that I would be most capable of coming up with. And, you know, I actually, you know, I actually took a look and I was like, wow, yeah, no, I, I think this is, I think this is it. Now, is this a great Spidey suit? No, it's not. It's not. Anyone can make this suit, you know, like it's, it's in terms of being unique. It is not. However, there's also certain democratization with the notion that yes, anyone can make this suit. You know, it's kind of an extension of anyone can wear the mask. And so I I, I do I do like that about it as well. Um has definitely got some elements of the classic suit, but they are very kind of like widened and you know it's just kind of like, yeah, you know, wide wide brush strokes here, but not quite there. Um, and so for that reason, I, I, it's definitely not iconic. I wouldn't even go so far as to say it's amazing. Is it as good as say the iron spider from the comics? Eh, probably not superior spider-man. No, I, I don't think so, but I am kind of, uh, starting to, 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 to waffle there. So I believe that the, uh, the homemade suit, partially for the democratization, partially just because, again, I feel like this is this is something a teenager could plausibly make um, with whatever they happen to have lying around or stuff they could easily get. And so for that reason, it is a C-tier. It is memorable. It is a perfectly fine Spidey costume that I think, you know, works well enough for someone who is on a budget— <laughs> And for that reason alone, uh, it is a memorable tier Spidey costume. All right, this is number twenty-two. We are we are more than two-thirds of the way through this list. We have what I'm gonna call I'm gonna call it the McGuire I think symbiote I think is what I called it. And uh, okay, all right. Uh, I know a lot of people love this suit. I am not one of them. Um I'm not going to say this is a bad suit. It is not a bad suit at all. It is they 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 took the classic suit, they they simply took the design and they recolored it, which to me felt a little lazy. I get why they did it. I understand why like the symbiote would just kind of make that it might make that choice when it's inhabiting his body, but I I feel like if you're Peter and I feel like if you get this organism that can mimic like any design that you can think of, I just, I just don't see Peter doing this. You know, I, I see him coming up with something else, um, you know, kind of like he did with the classic symbiote, but you know, I just have this issue with them taking a design that already exists and then just doing a simple recolor. It's not even a recolor with any real challenge to it. It's shades of it's shades of black and gray essentially. It's alright. I mean it's still got the lines of the classic. It looks fine. Um, I'm not going to like I'm not gonna bump this down to meh or uh um and I would I, I will say it's probably better than memorable. But I don't think it goes much higher than the B tier for me, simply because I feel like they could have put a lot more effort into the design of this and come up with something just as cool that would have been just as emblematic of Sam Raby and Toby Maguire's iteration of this character. And I feel like that's kind of a lost opportunity. And so for me, that knocks it down um, a peg. So it goes into the B tier as an excellent Spidey suit. All right. Number 23, this one is, I believe, I believe the proper name for this one is the spider armor Mark one. This suit was designed to be bulletproof. Um, It was a lot of kind of, I don't know, silver chrome esque looking metal. I'm guessing it's steel or iron. I don't know. Um, but I believe this was from the early nineties and, uh, Spider-Man designed it to protect himself. And, uh, it's, 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 it's interesting because it clearly takes the classic design and it puts, it, it puts plating like metal plating over anywhere where the, where the webs were on his costume. Uh, there are like gauntlets that he's wearing and there's like metal shin guards, and then he's got a plate. I'm wondering, like, I mean, is that mask a helmet? Like, is is that thing? I, I can only imagine how much it must have weighed. Anyways, it's a cool design, at least on the face of it. Um, and I know that this design has also been refined over the years so that it looks sleeker and everything, and probably covers more of his body. Because I'm like, if you're going to design a suit to protect you then why are you not covering like your arms and legs i get that you're covering like you know the critical parts of your body okay fine but i just wouldn't want to bleed if i didn't have to you know so it's not a bad design um but i mean like i'm just looking at it and i'm just like i don't know why you would do this you know uh again this is in the 90s maybe this is all they were capable of in terms of body armor for superheroes at the time i don't know but I think that um I think that it I I, I think that it is it, it retains the lines from the classic design and then aside from the metallic element it's really not much more than a recolor so I don't know it's not bad but it's not particularly good either um yeah I think this one is gonna go into the into the d tier as a meh like on the f- like at first glance it's like oh that's cool but it, you know if you think about it i'm like this this really doesn't make any sense and yt user has just commented he said it looks like a foot soldier from the og teenage mutant ninja turtles <laughs> yeah the old black and white comics uh, i i i could see that i could to- i could totally see that actually So, yeah, no, um, this one goes into the meh column. It's, it's, it's not terrible. It's not bad. It's just kind of like not particularly good either. And so it's like, meh, it's all right. It's okay. All right. Moving on to number 24, we have the big time costume. This was another Horizon Labs invention, I believe, that Peter made, or maybe, yeah, I think it was. And this was essentially a stealth suit, okay? I've got the red version, like the, it, it's, it's a mostly black suit, but it's got kind of like stream lighting uh, coming out from like the spider and its legs. And the, those lights are red, but there's also a green version. I think they're the same suit, just with different colors. I don't remember exactly, but anyways, um, it's not bad. It's, it's a, it's very sleek, very streamlined, kind of evokes the symbiote costume for me, but it's got more of kind of like a technological bent to it. And I think that works out really nicely. Um, I saw the first time I saw this design, I took a look at it. I'm like, oh, that is, that's a sweet costume. I wonder if they make any compression shirts for it. So uh, which to be fair, I haven't found one yet. So I like my Spider-Man compression shirts. So, uh, it's, it's, it's decent. And I think it's a, it's a fun design that I think works for the character. And, um, you know, it's an, it's another example of Peter's like kind of tech savviness and genius for when he needs to, um, make changes to his, his existing power and ability sets. And so for that reason, it goes into the B column as an excellent Spidey suit. Alright. Number 25. We are just six away from being done. Alright, this is Spider-Man Mangaverse. Um <laughs> this is a fun design. I really what I really like about this is that clearly this this, this is a design. From a like a like a manga story that has been told, I I don't know if I've actually read it, but I've certainly seen this character design in video games. Um, I believe this character was you know featured in the Spider Verse comic event. I really kind of like it. Like I, I, I really like the idea of like, he's essentially wearing a Spider-Man compression shirt right there. He's got a mask on, he's carrying a backpack, wearing sneakers, and he's got like the kind of wrapped gloves that just kind of make his hands look a little bit bigger than they actually are. Um, it's a cool design. This is, this, this is one of those designs I could see someone just kind of wearing out on the street and I'm, I'm, I'm here for it. I like it a lot. Um, It mimics, I mean, like it, 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 it takes a lot from the classics. Um, I don't know that it goes, I don't know that it goes cause cause there are a few elements added to it, but I don't know that it, it, it goes up there with say the classic. I I don't think it does that. And I don't even think it necessarily belongs in the amazing tier. Um, do I think it, do I think it holds a candle to say the, Spider-Man 2099 design, or even the superior Spider-Man design? Not really. It's a little too derivative. It's a little too derivative, but I really do like the idea that, again, kind of like the homemade suit for for Tom Holland's Peter, it's like, yeah, anyone could do this. And I think that's cool. And I like that. So I think for that reason, it's going to join the homemade suit and the streaming suit and the Future Foundation suit in the C tier as a memorable Spidey suit. Number twenty-six. I believe this is the Spider Armor Mark II. It is also called the Bulletproof Suit. I really like this suit. Again, another sleek design. We have essentially got three colors here because we have we have black for like I think this is like more solid metal. Although I don't know that that's necessarily the case because I'm looking at the illustration and it definitely has to bend. I mean, I suppose it could be like segmented or jointed or something like that, but excuse me, you've got the yellow highlights for the eyes and the spider, which has really long legs and that just go kind of all the way around him. And then you've got some kind of a grayish metallic kind of underlining that looks like it hits his laterals, his underarms, part of his gloves, feet, and his legs as well. Um, It's interesting I like it a lot. I like the, you know, I like the, cause you see bullets bouncing off of it in this illustration. And it's interesting that it's literally only hitting like the parts that are either solid black or that have the yellow outlines on them, which that's, that's going to be on top of the solid black right there. Um, makes me wonder if the yellow or the yellow, if the gray underparts are bulletproof as well. I suspect not. Um, but I mean, I like the overall look. It's not bad. I'm trying to kind of compare it to because I don't think it's going to go in the S or the A tier. So I'm wondering if it is quite on line with the big time suit and the the Raimi symbiote suit and Superior Spider Man. And overall, I would say yes, it is. It's it's very simple. It's got the it's got the kind of spidey. It it you know. It definitely says I am Spider-Man. Um, it even says I might necessarily, I might not necessarily be the same Spider-Man, but I'm carrying the mantle, and I like that a lot. I think it, uh, I think it deserves a place in the B tier as an excellent Spidey suit. All right, we have got four more suits. We have what I'm calling the Parker Industries suit. I believe this one also is properly considered the Spider Armor Mark IV suit. This suit, mm, well, they took the classic design and then they they threw some green in there, essentially. Um, Like, they they changed up the spider design a little bit, but you still got the same basic design as the classic suit. Uh, It's got a little bit of, like, glowing green around it for, I guess, some added techie flair or something, and then there's a little bit of uh, green, I think, around, is it it the eyelids or is it just the chest piece? I'm going to assume it's just the chest piece for now, but I remember taking a look at this design and just going, why didn't you just go back to the classic, you know? Um, I don't feel like there was enough done here to really differentiate it. I feel like it is, I feel like it's low effort. Whoever designed this, like, is like, ah, I want a brand new Spidey suit. And it, it's just like, Peter, come on, man, design something a little better. And I know it's not necessarily Peter's fault. It's the artist's fault. But, you know, narratively, it's Peter's. Uh, I'm just not very crazy about this. I, I, again, I feel like they took the classic design, slapped it on, uh, on there. And then it was like, I'm going to maybe widen out the spider a little bit, throw a little green in there and we're going to call it a day. Well, will maybe, maybe give it a little bit of like, give, give the other colors a slightly metallic flair. I just don't care for it. It's not that great. Um, I, I, I just kind of would rather have, that they did the classic rather than just make such a, in my opinion, kind of low effort for uh, Peter's Parker Industry suits. So this one, to me, it is the second kind of F-tier, ugh. Like, I just took a look at it, and I was like, why? Why did you do that? And I guess it's kind of fitting that... I should utter that line because it's right next to Andrew Garfield's classic suit, you know, because Andrew Garfield says that line in No Way Home. Why why did you do that? You know, why did you do that? Why? I don't get it. All right. Okay. We are down to three suits here. And these last three are from people that I've already listed. We have for number 28, the Spider-Man 2099 modern suit or the white suit, i think i called it. i don't know, maybe i went with modern. and uh let's let's just go ahead and get this placed on the on the list as it is. okay. so i i i took a look at this suit and i was just immediately kind of going why white? why are we going white here? um and i guess i can understand how Miguel, who is no longer in 2099, he's kind of like running concurrent now with all of the other heroes in the present day Marvel age. And so, you know, he's, it looks like he's kind of designed a new suit for his new era as Spidey 2099. And it calls back to his old classic, the, the Skull Spider is not quite as pronounced uh, the lines are a lot less um, jagged, I feel. And there's a the, the, there's a little bit more smoothness to the suit. It's not bad. Um, the the red is kind of like it's it's very strong around the eyes and the shoulders. but I feel like as it goes down into the spider itself, it kind of fades a little bit. Maybe that's just lighting from the perspective that I happen to be looking at it here. And then we've got the we've got the black arms and legs with some of the red on them and then the white torso underneath the spider. It's it's okay. It's not great, but um, and I certainly don't feel it's as good as the classic Spider-Man 2099 costume. However, it's not bad either. It's a good design and uh, you never know. This one could grow on me, but I placed it in the C tier where, where I normally place things to start on the tier list so that I don't give away my final rating. But in this case, I feel like this is going to be the final rating. It's not bad. It's memorable. You know, I think it's I think it's a good spidey suit. I just don't think it's excellent or amazing. So for that reason, it goes into the C tier as a memorable. Spidey suit. Alright, for our penultimate costume, I had to go with this one, guys. I had to go with Miles Morales' costume from Spider-Man across the Spider-Verse. And I'm gonna say, um, all of the Spider-Verse stuff that I have seen, just design-wise, has been amazing. I really loved it. Uh the 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 story behind this costume is that Miles has been he has been Spider-Man for, what, was it like a year and four months at the at the start of Across the Spider-Verse? And so in that time, he's been able to get his own suit designed. I wonder who made this suit for him, but whatever, I'm, I'm not going to delve too deeply into that. And it takes the kind of spray-painted spider emblem and cleans it up. It looks really nice. Still got the circle around the spider, um, but the spider itself is a lot uh, crisper and and sharper. And then, um, he took, uh, what did he call it? Some, some, some flare, uh, down the armpits. He's basically got like a racing stripe that goes all the way down his, uh, his leg and it goes, uh, up his arms as well. And I liked this design. I thought it was really cool. I'm like, yeah, I think that works, you know? And it was hilarious to me that when people saw his design, they were like, are you bleeding from your armpits? (laughs) I, I don't know. I thought that was really funny. I I, I'm kind of with miles on this. Like, you know, like, um, it's a choice, you know, that's what he says when someone says, Hey, your, your shoelace is untied. He's like, I know it's a choice. And I feel like this is a choice that miles made that I, 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 it, it adds to the ensemble and I like it very much. Um, otherwise aside from the spider and then the, the eye lenses, everything would be black on this costume. And, I mean, there is something to be said for simplicity, but I think in Miles' case, I mean, this is, a, this is a teenage Spider-Man designing his own costume. I want him to go a little ham with this. And so I feel like this encapsulates Miles' personality pretty nicely. I, I really do think that this is an excellent costume. And for that reason, it goes into the B tier as an excellent Spidey suit. And our final Spidey suit of this episode is the only other design that Spider-Gwen, I feel, it, it's the only significant redesign that I feel Spider-Gwen has ever gotten. And it is the it is the Gwenom suit. It is when the symbiote gets a hold of Spider-Gwen and basically kind of co-opts her, her design and everything and makes it a bit more uh, venom. <laughs> and oh my God. This design. Wow. <laughs> um, I really like this design. This is an uber creepy like you can see fangs and uh and you, you can see fangs alongside the tongue as as it as it extends out from where her hoodie is. So like the interior of the hoodie becomes like the inside of a mouth. Um the 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 top of the hoodie hanging over her, it's like it's like it's I don't know, like cloth teeth. Uh, the 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 black just kind of it it just kind of spits in your face with how corrupted uh Gwen has had to have become by this symbiote it's a very striking design and unfortunately a very short-lived one i I believe there was like one story arc that featured this costume and then it kind of went away which I get why like I I get it it's you know you you can't have spider gwen being Sp- gwenhum all the time but oh i like this design it's very cool and very like i mean you know it's it it takes a lot of elements from classic venom and incorporates them into the kind of i don't know the the modernized spider spider design for gwen's costume and you just get you just get this really kind of almost nightmare fuelish uh product that is very hard to forget. I really like this design, and again, it's the only one that I can think of that you know has been significant enough that that it gets its own um like like it it gets its own block on this column so um really like it. I do feel like this is a an an excellent design and i believe for that reason we're going to go ahead and put it in the b tier as an excellent spidey suit so we've got everything placed here everything is done and as you can see um there's a lot of spider-man suit designs that i just think are amazing excellent whatever you want to call them uh iconic and, um and memorable you know very few made it into the D or F tier and uh I'm not surprised at that at all I'm I'm not surprised to know that there are good spidey designs for the suits out there. so we're gonna go and just kind of summarize this from the bottom up we're gonna we're gonna start with the F tier so in the F tier ugh, We've got the uh, we've got the Andrew Garfield classic design and then we've got the Parker industry spider suit. For the D tier, meh, we've got the ends of the Earth armor and then the Mark I bulletproof armor. They're meh. they're you know they're they they're okay. For the C tier, the memorable ones, anything in this tier or above is going to be in my estimation good. So in the C tier, for memorable, we've got the Future Foundation suit, we've got the streaming suit, the Holland Homemade suit, the Mangaverse Spider-Man suit, and the Spider-Man 2099 Modern suit. In the B tier, excellent Spidey suits, we've got the Spider-Man 2099 Classic suit, the Iron Spider Comics suit, the Superior Spider-Man suit the negative suit from the PlayStation 4 game and, like, one or two panels of the comic books, we have the Raimi symbiote suit, or the Maguire symbiote suit, whatever you'd like to call it, the big-time suit, the Mark II bulletproof spider armor, the Miles Morales across-the-spider-verts suit, and then the Gwenum suit. In the A-tier, sitting at Amazing... We have the Miles Morales classic suit, the Ben Riley classic suit, the PlayStation 4 suit, the Scarlet Spider classic suit, the Bagman, the Bombastic Bagman, the Andrew Garfield uh, uh, Amazing Spider-Man 2 suit, and then we have the Tom Holland uh, Stark Enhanced classic suit. And then finally, in the iconic tier, I've got five that I just consider to be the cream of the crop, the really good ones, the ones that for me are just S tier. We've got the classic blue and red, which, you know, Spidey always comes back to. We've got the symbiote suit, the classic symbiote suit. We've got the original Spider-Gwen design. We've got the cane Parker, uh, Scarlet Spider outfit. And then finally, we have got the Tobey Maguire classic Spider-Man suit. So there you have it, Spidey Librarian's loquacious listing of the suits that many a Spidey has donned for their superheroic careers. I'd like to thank our live stream audience for their input and participation, and I can't wait to see your versions of this tier list. Remember to save and send them to my Discord server to the Webline tier list channel. For those listeners and viewers who are consuming this episode after its initial broadcast and would like to create their own versions of this tier list, I'll again have links to it in the show notes as well as the description for the live stream. Please feel free to do your own rankings and share them on the Spidey Librarian Discord. And with that, we've reached the end of the segment and I believe the end of the show if you enjoyed this episode of the webline please be sure to like and subscribe to the podcast on my youtube channel simply named spidey librarian the webline is also available on audio services so when you see us on spotify stitcher Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, or another such service, please leave a review and rating, and if you can, a follow. You can find me on my socials under the name Spidey Librarian on Twitter, Instagram, WordPress, Twitch, and Threads. Finally, if you'd like to shoot me an email, you can contact me at SpideyLibrarianGmail.com, at where I'll be happy to hear your thoughts, rants, and ideas. Who knows? Your email might be featured in an upcoming podcast. Be sure to join us next week on the web line, where I'll be joined by the Amazing Spider Talk podcast's own Dan Gavosden. We'll be discussing the most iconic Spider-Man stories. If not, Dan's a busy man, and getting a hold of him is sometimes a challenge. We'll still be bringing more Spidey-style goodness your way. Thank you for listening, and until the next episode, I'll be wishing you a good day.